Hey guys, it's Anthony Wilson with the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network, and I'm bringing you a video because um, just recently uh, you have the Roe versus Wade overturning, and I've been watching a lot of stuff. I mean, you can't escape it. It's everywhere. Everybody's talking about it. I mean, you have to kind of, you know, go to, you know, the middle of the desert to not be, you know, uh, hit by this 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 constant barrage of hate and celebration and i was watching a youtube video um, of a couple seemed like a really nice couple um but when i was watching the video it really rubbed me the wrong way because i'm wondering you know why you know for a lot of people this is such a point of contention this is such a place where if you're not celebrating, if you're not doing backflips, if you're not, you know, parading down the street and setting off fireworks, then something's wrong with you, you know, um, you know, and, and, and if you're not, you know, pro-choice or pro-life or I don't, neither one of those things make any sense to me because it's just a battle between, you know, pro-abortion versus anti-abortion it's not about pro-life or pro-choice that's not even what's going on here it's about pro-abortion versus anti-abortion and here's the here's the kicker is that a lot of people are celebrating this as if something was really won and i hate to tell you for those of us that are in the trenches nothing changed we are still going to have to teach people to walk in holiness and to abstain from sexual immorality. We're still going to have to teach Bible basics to people because, you know, and I'll, I'll get into this in a little bit because I, I want to react to their video because I just want you guys to hear what they said. And you give me your feedback because maybe I'm overreacting to it. Maybe I've just taken in too much Roe v. Wade, you know, uh, media propaganda, and I'm just, just through, I'm just over it. I mean, it's really just too much for me. Um, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm not being fair, but I feel like, you know, what's happening is that if you're not celebrating, then that means that you must approve of abortion. If you're not saying I'm totally against a woman's choice, then that means you are pro-abortion. And that's not true. That's not true. You know, at the end of the day, you know, as a Christian, um, being for abortion or against abortion, um, and this is going to sound scandalous, is not my priority. My priority is preaching the gospel. My priority is leading people to Christ and showing them what scripture says, um, not, you know, emptying out the churches and going to the picket line, you know, and saying, hey, we got to fight for this. What are we fighting for? I don't even understand what we're fighting for. And people say, we're fighting for the rights of life. We're fighting to protect life. How come we're not that way about 
holiness in our churches. Most pastors won't even talk about the fact that they have people in their churches that are unmarried and having sex. And that's part of the reason why there's abortions because they're having sex and they really don't want a child right now, but they want to have the benefits of being married. And they don't even understand that, you know, why God even, you know, wants marriage, you know, that marriage, you know, according to Malachi 2.14 is that he brought the two together to produce godly offspring not to just enjoy each other. You know, you have Christians that that wholeheartedly believe that I don't need to be married to have sex because we're eventually going to get married. And so when those people don't get married, well, they say it's okay because they use the the guise of getting married as their reason to try it out. And they found out that, oh, well, sexually, we're not compatible. So I'm not going to marry. And I know for you know, somebody that's not a Christian, that sounds like, well, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. But as a Christian, that's not our goal. The Bible even says that a man shouldn't even touch a woman. I was sharing that with a, a brother in Christ the other day, you know, a first Corinthians seven, one, and I looked up the word touch and it literally meant not to touch alter. It meant not to uh, touch sexually or cohabitate, which means to live with someone and have sex with them without being married. That's what it's it's that's what the word means to touch. That's what Paul meant when he said touch. And so people are celebrating in the streets, but there's still sexual immorality in the pews. And so I I I just maybe I'm overacting. So uh, I'm gonna show you guys this video, um, at least a little bit of it, so you can kind of see. Um, what, what I'm looking at, and this is, I guess their, their, their channel is, uh, Paul and Morgan, and they seem like a really nice couple. And I just felt like when I was looking at this, it just, it messed with me. And so I want you guys to get in the comments because this is a live premiere. So get in the comments and tell me what you think, because maybe I'm overacting, maybe I'm not being fair to them. And if I'm not being fair to them, you know, please correct me. Um, and I, I will, you know, retract my statement, but I, I, as let's, let's just see, let's, let's see, let's see what they say. Don't hate Maverick city. We're all, it's a crazy time to be alive. And by the way, um, this video, I don't know if you see the title Maverick city's response to Roe, uh, uh, V Wade, uh, indicates a big problem, right? That's what, that's what their issue is with Maverick city, but I'm reacting to, uh, and I don't know if you guys can see it, but I'm going to read this. Um, they said, hey, guys, comment below your thoughts on Maverick City's situation, uh, which their drummer posted something on his uh, Twitter or his Facebook, you know, that we that man has no right, you know, to um, to decide what a woman does with her body or something like that. Um, but this is the part that got me also. Did your pastor celebrate the overturning of Roe versus Wade? And it's almost like if you didn't celebrate this, that something's wrong with you. Okay. You know, and I did a poll. Not a lot of people, you know, answered the poll, but pretty much one person was angry. Everybody else was unaffected. And that's kind of, you know, where, where I'm at is that that doesn't change what I have to do as a pastor. Celebrating Roe v. Roe v. Wade, 
it, it, it does nothing for me, you know, uh, leading my flock, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still going to have to preach holiness. I'm still going to have to preach, you know, uh, uh, that what the word says about God's will, as it relates to abstaining from sexual immorality, you know, and things like that, because really that's the issue. And I'll talk about that later, because I'm going to show you some statistics on why people get, you know, abortions. So let's listen to what uh, they have to say. And I, I do, I desire to have grace for people. I desire to, to think, you know, they, they could have their reasons. Of course, they have their reasons. These pastors that haven't spoken a celebratory message on Sunday or even brought up the overturning of Roe v. Wade, and it's very disappointing to me, but they have their reasons. So I want to I wanna have grace and empathy. But I'm at this place right now as I'm getting on Facebook and seeing old friends from church or from my Christian school that I went to briefly or blah, blah. And they're actually posting in opposition to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I'm at this place where I, when I go to church and it's not, I'm hearing about other churches where it's not even brought up. It's not even celebrated. I'm at the place where I'm like, something is off. So this is the part, it just got me. It really shook me. Please comment in, in the chat section your thoughts on this, because this really, it really messed with me that, you know, it's like, well, why aren't they saying anything? It's off because they're not celebrating this, you know, and, and I liked some of the comments that they had. They actually had some, some really good comments, you know, uh, about this, that some people just, that that's not what they use their social media for, you know, and different things, you know, but here's my thing. And I'm going to, you know, pull this up. Um, and I'm going to talk about this in a second, but here's my thing is that if 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 you're not celebrating this then something's off you know and 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 I don't want to misrepresent them so you guys you know comment what what are your thoughts on that but is there something off if you're not celebrating that because like I said most of the people that I polled were totally unaffected by it they were totally un, unaffected by it you know um so I don't know if you can see my screen, but I'm going to read it. So reason for abortion, Roe v. Wade. And I put this, pulled this from a, just a website. And it's, it's probably the first one that comes up when you click on, um, you know, uh, reasons for abortion. And when you look at the reason for abortion, most of the studies come from 2000, uh, 2004, and they haven't changed much. Um, and so among the structured survey respondents, the two most common reasons for having a baby would be dramatic, would, would dramatically change my life. And I can't afford a baby right now. And this cited 74% and 73% respectively. These are the, the, the top reasons why people are getting abortion. Here's the problem. The, the, the answer is right there in the statement that people are having sex with no thought of coming together in marriage and raising children. That's really what's going on here. It's really not about a, a woman's right for her body. And I know that's what people are making about, that a woman has a right to choose. I believe people have a right to choose. They, they have a right to choose Christ or not. As a matter of fact, I've been teaching on God's will. And God's will is his best offer towards man. You know, his preferred will that can be accepted 
or rejected. That's what, that's what the Bible teaches about God's will, is that God's will is his best offer towards man, his preferred will that can be accepted or rejected. And so, of course, people have a right to choose, right? But the, the, that's not the issue here. The issue is um, that we live in a society where sex is kind of a casual thing. You know, I watched a video the other day, a woman gave like 10 reasons why you're supposed to have sex on the first date, right? You know, these are the kind of things that people are, are talking about. I'm going to show you something. We did a study on parenting. And let me see if I can pull this up for you guys. Did a study on godly parenting. Let me show you what we found as far as a parent, okay? Godly parenting. And so here's your strongs. And these are a lot of strongs definitions, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down for you. And so the, the, the term parent is really two words. Uh, genesis, which is a begetter, father or parent, and then pater, which is father or parent, right? And so a parent is one who imparts life and is committed to it. That's enough right there to stop everything is that if a person is going to, you know, come together and impart life, they're supposed to be committed to it. We live in a culture where people will, it's, it was a mistake. I can't afford it. You know, I, I, uh, uh, it'll mess up my life right now. Then why are you imparting life? Why are you coming together in you know, what would be considered marriage, which in our culture, it's not, you know, but biblically, it would be marriage, you're coming together in marriage to produce godly offspring. Let me show you this. Um, yeah, here it is, Malachi 2.15. But did he not make them one, having a remnant of the spirit? And why one? Why did he bring them together as one? He seeks godly offspring. Therefore, take heed to your spirit and let none deal treacherously with the wife of his youth. What, why did he bring them together? People aren't coming together as one in God. So they're, they're producing offspring and then they're saying, I don't want them. That's really the problem. You know, you can, I mean, Roe v. Wade, you know, puts a band uh, on on abortions in some some states, it's very strict. They just make it harder. It's not a complete ban. But it, the, the problem is not the abortion. The abortion is the side effect. The, the, the abortion is the result of what people are doing, that they're coming together and they're cohabitating. They're, they're, they're having sex with each other and with no thought of being a family. I know some people that can't get pregnant and they're watching people get pregnant and abort babies. And, you know, and the issue is not because they use this term reproductive health, but really it's, it's, it's a cold word. It's not really what they're talking about. We're not talking about reproductive health. We're talking about it being okay to say, oops, I didn't mean to get pregnant. And I know this sounds controversial, right? This doesn't sound, you know, <laughs> this sounds controversial, but as a pastor, that's my goal. My goal is to preach the word of God and teach people what it means to be married, what it means to be a parent, you know, how we are to walk 
as 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 solos with God, you know, that we're not to be, you know, giving ourselves away, you know, and just doing whatever, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's, it's definitely a lot, right? And so uh, let, let me give you a little more. So our Heavenly Father, right, is the, the, the picture of a parent, right? He imparts life from physical, the, from the physical birth uh, to the gift of eternal life through the second birth, which is regeneration, right? And then through ongoing sanctification, believers become more and more uh, resemble their heavenly father. Each time they receive faith from him and obey it, which results in their unique glorification. And so God is committed to us. You know, God is committed to mankind. He didn't just, you know, create us and then say, whatever. Every time we failed and faltered, God has had a plan to redeem us. You know, this whole Roe versus Wade thing, um, there's just there's some heavy lifting that we have to do that is apart from banning abortion. We have to do a better job of teaching the word and confronting people because that, you know, people talking about, well, you know, you can't be scared. Let me let me go back to this video because um, there's a part where she was saying um, that you can't be scared, you know, to speak out about these. And I don't know if I can find it, um, but you guys can go and check out the video. Go check out their their channel, Paul and Morgan. Actually, they have a lot of good stuff. So this is not like indicative of that this is a bad channel or anything. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying, I'm going to go ahead and stop my share because I'm almost done ranting. <laughs> what I am saying is that I just felt like it was, it was just in bad taste to go on here and say, well, did your pastor celebrate Roe v. Wade? Well, for what? What are we celebrating? People make it seem like this is a victory for the church. It's not. People say it's a victory for God. I don't, what, what, what is the victory? What is the victory? Are people now going to get married, have children and, 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 and be committed to those children because you put a ban on abortion? Are people now going to abstain from sexual immorality now that you put a ban on abortion? I, I don't I don't know that that's going to happen. So it's not a victory for God and it's not a victory for church. It is a political thing. And 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 I I struggle with that because I'm I'm not the most political person. And I admit that. That I'm not I'm not I'm not into the political fight because I'm so busy meeting with people and trying to disciple people and trying to grow people in their walk with God, you know, rather than, you know, going out and fighting these fights, you know, let's teach people what the Bible says and raise godly children. Let's raise up godly families. Let's teach people, you know, how to abstain from sexual immorality and you really won't have to worry about abortion. And so those are my thoughts. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to do this, but I just had to um, comment, you know, pop it in the chat. Uh, let me know what you think, what you're thinking. I, you know, I'll respond to you um, because this is just something that right now, it seems like the biggest thing and it's overwhelming that everything you turn on, it's Roe v. Wade and there's one group that is railing mad and the other group, I, I heard something the other day, this shocked me. Um, and, and you'll have to go look it up, but, um, um, uh, I think there was, um, uh, 
uh, a YouTube channel that did a video saying that Malcolm Jamal Warner, black man, um, did a video where uh, he was interviewing a lady and she's the real controversial lady. She's always talking about, you know, blacks and things like this. And, you know, she's in support of black people, but, <laughs> but some of the stuff she says is real controversial. But I think the quote was Malcolm J Jamal Warner says that Roe v. Wade is white survival. And, and and they said something in the video about 60% um, of abortions are white people. And so the plan is that if we can ban abortion, white people can retake their dominance <laughs> in America because most of the abortions are, are by white people. Now, when I looked at the, the, the statistics, 33% of abortions were, were uh, white women and 37% were African-American or, or women of color. Now we know that there are more uh, Caucasians in this country than there are uh, black people. So that means that 33% is not uh, accurately depicting how many are really, you know, having, having abortions. And, and, and it's just interesting um, that there are so many nuances to this. This thing is just so nuanced. You know, I watched another channel, um, Guy K-Dub. He was going at it with somebody about this. And, you know, uh, this just this whole idea that if you believe that people can choose to do or not to do, that somehow you are supporting whatever their choice is because you allow them to make a choice. I, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. There is a right and a wrong, right? And even God allows people to choose. He doesn't want anyone to perish, but people will choose to perish. And I think K-Dub said, well, that's not a choice because they're going to perish. But that is a choice. People who perish are going to perish because they want to, because they chose to, not because God wanted them to, not because God forced them to. God gave them an option. The Bible is clear that he's not willing for anyone to perish. And so if a person perishes, it's not because that's something that God did. It's because it's something that they chose. And so um, so there's a lot of issues, you know, and, and, and I don't, you know, I'm kind of rambling right now. But hopefully, you know, based on your comments, um, you guys tell me what you think about all this Roe v. Wade stuff, because I wasn't going to do a video on it. Um, as a matter of fact, even thinking about it, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to post a video, but if you're watching this, uh, make sure you comment uh, and I will definitely respond to you. Um, you know, and, and let me let me pray, because I, I feel like we do need to pray for our country and we need to pray for our churches because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of going after pastors that are not openly celebrating this. And then there's some pastors that are totally against it. There's some big time African-American pastors that are like totally against it. They're like, this is wrong, that I weep for the women of our country. And I'm confused about that as well. I mean, I'm just, this whole thing is confusing because it's almost like it's a made up war, right? I heard somebody saying that this is spiritual warfare, that, that, that this is, but it's actually a political thing. This actually is a political thing. If we teach our children and we raise you know, raise people up to, to follow the word. We don't even have this problem. We're not even, we're not even talking about this. So we're, we're, 
We're trying to make sure that people don't do something when the church has the power to shift that by just confronting and standing against the things that are producing the desire for abortion. You know, um, my daughter is in college, sorority. She had people angry at her because she said, we should be abstaining. We're Christians. They were like, why? I don't believe that. And then, you know, and I'm not saying these people did this, but a lot of the college kids were the ones that, that are in, in the surveys that, that ended up pregnant and said, well, this will ruin my college career. So I, I get an abortion. You see, the real problem is not the abortions, you know, and I'm not for abortions or anything like that, but the, I'm for people living for God and actually understanding that that's what's more important. You wouldn't have to go to the picket line to protest abortion if we would just be brave enough to confront um, sexual immorality in our churches. You know, that's my thoughts on it. So, Father, I just ask right now in the name of Jesus that, first of all, you forgive us for anything that we said or thought or, or, or expressed that was not in line with your will. And I just pray, God, that um, our country, our churches, that we find a way to unify because this, this, this become a place of division. It is divisive. And if this was a victory for you, um, it's doing the opposite of what it's supposed to do. And so, Lord, I just pray for your kingdom to come and your will to be done in our churches, um, in the body of Christ as at large. And Lord, forgive me if I've overstepped my boundaries and said something about people that I shouldn't have, you know, in regards to this. But Lord, just help us um, in this season. Lord, touch our country, uh, touch our local churches, touch, you know, our churches at large, God. And Lord, just open our minds and our understandings to follow after your will, to know what the will of the Lord is. And so Lord, I, I just thank you for those that are listening, those that are watching, and I just pray that you bless them in Jesus' name. All right, guys. Uh, my name is Anthony Wilson. You're watching the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. Remember to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. God bless you.